Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church or to hear the entire message, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today's message, What is Your Story? So it's important for us to be able to share our stories and share the behind the scenes. And I wanna walk you through a couple different things today. The main thing today, I've got three main things. The first one is this, that we need to be truthful. We need to be truthful slash transparent. So if you're writing anything down today, which there's a spot for you to write some stuff down in that worship guide, I would write down this, truth slash transparency or transparent. Because in our lives, when we are sharing who we are and where we've been, it is so important for us to be able to share the truth because I've got this quote here. I don't know it all by, off the top of my head, so Tyler's gonna pull it up and I can read it. But it says this, that when we, no. If your story isn't true, it doesn't, uh, and it doesn't include, there you go. If the story isn't true, if it doesn't include messy details, messy emotions, and messy faith, it's just a story. It's not a testimony. Right, so when we're sharing our story, when we're talking about Jesus and we're talking about Christ and we're talking about the transformation that's happening in our life, we have a testimony. We have a testimony of where we were to where we've been. And there's a story and there's a process. But if you don't share the messy details, if you don't share the truths, if you don't share the faith, the, the, the lack of faith in the process sometimes, then it's just a story. There's not really anything there that is gonna be impactful and, and, and what we'll get into in a minute for God's glory. So it's important for us to be completely open to our story and what happens in it. And I'm gonna share just a little bit in, in scripture to you from Acts chapter 22, and this is Paul. Last week we talked about this, and we talked about how Paul went through that transformation. He was a, he was a Christian killer, which is like the worst rap artist name ever. See, when you wait, the, the, the laughs slowly start to trickle in more, right? So anyway, um, in Acts chapter 22, in Acts chapter uh, six, I believe it was, is, is when, when we start to, we see that story of, of Paul's transformation. In Acts chapter 22, we hear his first account. This is his testimony of what happened. We see the same details, but there's a couple things I wanna point out to you in here. In Acts chapter 22, in verse three-ish, in the middle of verse three, it says, being zealous for God. He talks about who he is and where he comes from and where he's at. And he says this, he says, being zealous for God just as all of you are today. I, here's where I am, here's my background. He, you guys know, need to know that I, I am for Christ and I am about the Lord and I am just as jealous, uh, zealous, not jealous, just as zealous for God as you all are today. I pure, persecuted this way to the death. See, he, this way means the way of Jesus. Before he made his conversion, before his transformation began, he persecuted people who were for Jesus, people that were following the way, people that were trying to, um, to carry on the message of Jesus. He was sending them to jail. He was sentencing them to death. He was a part of the movement that was doing that. And so he says, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women in jail as both the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me. He says, everybody here knows that about me. After I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to bring those who were prisoners there to be punished in Jerusalem. As I was traveling near Damascus, about noon, 
Uh, an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me and I fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he goes and he tells the story that we shared last week. And this was his first account of what happened. This is his testimony. This is his story. This is where it begins. This is where he has come to Jesus knowing Christ and moving on in his life, being all about who Jesus is, starts. And he starts to tell this story. And given the opportunity to share Christ with a lot of people on several different times, he was given the time where he was able to talk and be able to share something. He didn't preach. He went and he would share his testimony. Probably about six, maybe seven times, he was put in front of people and shared his story, shared his testimony of Christ in his life instead of preaching the word because the importance and the impact that we can see in sharing our testimony is there. Because the gospel is grasped from the heart before it's grasped in the mind. Because when we share our story, people can relate and say, I've been there. I can see what you have gone through because I'm going through that. Or I've gone through that and I just handled it differently. So here's Paul. He's laying out his mess. He's sharing everything about, he's telling people who were probably not happy that he was killing Christians, that he used to be a Christian killer. That he would sentence people to death. And so here he is sharing the mess of that details with the mess of the details with those people and he's laying it all out for them to be able to say, listen, this is where I was, this is where I am and this is where I'm going. In our lives, it's so important for us to be able to share the truth and to be able to be transparent in our story. To be able to say, you know what? I used to be an alcoholic. I used to do this. I used to be a part of this, but my life has changed. That's not me anymore. I found Christ and things are different because he's doing something special in me. I used to think that church, this is me personally, this is me actually saying this, I used to think church was one of the lamest things that you could do. That wasn't my life, that wasn't who I was. I didn't wanna be a part of it, I thought it was kind of not, you know, not for me. And, and it blows me away to think that this is where I'm standing right now, right? To think that this is where I am in my life. Not only because of that, but because I used to be terrified to speak in front of people. Terrified. To the point where I've been married 10 years, probably about 12 years ago, I was, when I got a chance to talk to, in front of people in a, in a room much smaller than this with less people and they were pretty much five-year-olds, I was terrified. I was terrified. I could think about it. So I was a fishing instructor at a camp and when I was telling them that, hey, I'm your fishing instructor for the week, I was terrified. I didn't wanna do that. Every single week I had to do that and that was the worst part of my week. But here I am. It's the story of where I was to where I am and the journey that we've made and for me to be able to go through all the details and how God's been doing different things in my life and how this has happened and this is, he has introduced me to this person and this person and that person has made an impact in my life and it sent me down this next journey to the point where he thought, or I thought, you know what, maybe God wants me to start a church. Start a church, you're barely even a youth pastor. You don't even know how to, you don't even know the stories in the Bible. How are you gonna be able to start a church someday? And here I am. There's a lot of things that happen to the point A to point B, and it's what you can share with people to be able to say, you know what, if he could do it, then I can do it, because look at him, he looks crazy. And we're all a little crazy. We're not perfect. And we don't celebrate the fact that we're not perfect, but we recognize the fact that we're not perfect, because when we're not perfect, and we recognize that, we say, you know what, I've got some fixing up and to do. So on this journey, in this process, what can you share in your story that is gonna be real, that is gonna be transparent, that's gonna make a difference? Because when we're real and we're transparent, number two, then God gets the glory. Jesus is gonna be revealed. 
when you do that, when you talk about who you were and what you've been through or what you're going through, you could still be going through the mess. But when you talk about what that is and what's going on and what, what Christ is doing through this in you, then, then he, becomes, he begins to get the glory. Jesus becomes, gets, gets revealed and he can share, you, can, you can share Jesus in your story. I'm gonna share another uh, passage in scripture. It's in John chapter four. This is a famous uh, story that we read about in, in scripture all the time when Jesus met this woman at a well. And um, I'm not gonna go through the whole story, but Jesus walks up to the well and there's a lady there pouring some water out and, uh, and Jesus asks for a sip of water and, um, and, and the lady says, um, she says, well, you know, he goes through the whole process, but Jesus says, uh, if you drink of the living water, you'll never thirst again. And Jesus is talking about if you, if you find salvation through, through me, you will never thirst again. You will never go through this process of, uh, of finding yourself chasing after all these different things because what, one thing that Jesus did to this woman was he, he, he told her who she was. And when she told her who she was, he said all these things about her. He says, I know that you have these men in your life. I know that this is going on. I know that you're an outcast. I know that you've gone through a lot of things in your life. I know that it's a mess. I know that you're thirsty, always searching for something else. But if you drink of the living water, you will never thirst again. So he spends some time there with her at the well and he's talking to her about all these different things. And in verse 39, Jesus sends her out to go tell everybody about what was happening. In a, in a verse before, um, well, I'll just read here in verse 39. It says, now the Samaritans from uh, a town uh, believed in him because of what the woman had said when she testified. So he had told her who she was and revealed all these things in her. And he had said, you know what? Why don't you go out into the village and go tell everybody of what you've experienced here today. Tell them about what you have heard today. And she goes and says, he knows all these things about me. He must be the Messiah. He must be the one. He must be the chosen one. And so she comes back or she goes out into the city and all the Samaritans, all the people that were out there that she went and told believed in him because of what the woman said when she testified. AKA, when she was out there telling the story of what had happened, when she was telling her testimony, people we're becoming to, to know Jesus because Jesus was being celebrated. Jesus was lifted up. Jesus was coming out of this story. So when we, when we see this, when a testimony, I have a couple things up here to share with you. All testimonies are, are this, three things. The realities of testimonies are that we recognize what's wrong with us. Okay, so if we are born into this sin, if we recognize the fact that we have sin in our life and we are born into this life with sin in this life, there's all these different things that we fall to, right? When Adam and Eve entered this world, they chose sin. We didn't get that choice. It is in this life because of them. So we all face it. So the reality is when we recognize what's wrong with us and it starts when we, our salvation story starts with the fact that we recognize that sin is in our life and we can't do anything about it. The second thing is, is we turn away from self and towards God. When we recognize that I can't do anything about this sin that's in my life, I wanna give it to God, I wanna give it to Jesus because Jesus died on the cross for my sins and if I just turn to him and give my, my mess and my problems to him instead of me trying to figure it out, that's where I can find my salvation through him because of what he did for me. And then the third thing is that we experience Jesus as our self-sufficiency. 
We experience Jesus as our self-sufficiency, meaning that we don't need anything else. Jesus can provide everything that we provide. He provides the joy in our life that extends beyond anything else that we can, that we can comprehend, no matter what we're going through. So the realities of this testimony of salvation is recognizing the fact that I'm a sinner and if I give my life to Jesus, if I give it to him, then I'm going to find my life in him and it's gonna be all about Jesus. My life is gonna be all about him. But this isn't just a salvation story. This is something that can be repeated over and over again, no matter what you're facing and what you're going through. Because the reality of a self-sufficiency in Christ is knowing that, you know what, when I got something or I'm going through a difficult circumstance or I'm going through a difficult time in my life, when I recognize that this is what is wrong and, and I'm trying to handle it differently, sometimes we, we don't get the choice. Sometimes things happen to us and we, we don't get to decide what happens to us. But we can decide how we respond to it. We can, we can decide how we respond to it so we can recognize what's wrong with us and then turn away from self, realizing that it's not about me, it's about Jesus, and then we can experience him again in a self-sufficiency way. So no matter what fit situation you're facing, this reality of a testimony, this reality of how your story can just replicate and replicate no matter what you're going through in your life, go through these three different points. And this, this Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, when she heard what she heard from Jesus, that he was revealing himself to her, and she placed her trust and her faith in him, and she went to go share what had happened, that's when people were starting to see Jesus. And, and the story goes on to say that when, 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 when um, people came to go see this man who was still there, Jesus at the well, that people were starting to hear more from him and gave their life to him even beyond the few that were hearing the story and giving their life to Jesus based on what she had to say. So it's important for us to be transparent and real and share the truths of who we are and where we've been from point A to point B because when we do that, Jesus comes out of the story. Here's this woman going through a mess but in the process, Jesus is lifting up out of the story and that's what she shares. And the third thing is, is that when we do that, we find freedom. We find freedom from, from, from whatever struggle or whatever difficulty we're going through. Because when we share something with somebody, when we share a testimony, when we share a story, when we share where we've been from point A to point B, accountability kind of steps in. That's when a discipleship process can happen. When we're open with who we are and where we've been and what's going on in our life, the people around us who love us, who care about us, will step in and should be able to provide some accountability to say, listen, hey, you don't need to go down that road anymore. Remember, you, you've been there before. You, you can come out differently this time. And that's what the purpose of a church is, is to be around people who are like-minded so that when we are going through difficult things, that we could go through difficult things together. When we have small groups starting in the new year, We'll be able to be around each other a little bit more and be able to invest in each other's lives a little bit more and just be able to spend time with each other, encourage one another. That's what it's all about because we are put in this life not to be alone, but to do it with others. That's why God says it is not um, good for man to be alone. So he created Eve for Adam. But it goes beyond just the first marriage. It goes into our lives with people that we place ourselves around on a daily basis. That if we were going through this life alone, it would be miserable. And that's with the relationships that we have and the spouses that we have, the friendships that we have. 
It's not good to do life alone. So it's about being open, transparent, where Jesus can be made famous and be lifted out of that story so that we could find freedom. Because when we share our story, we could find freedom. And I wanna share something that is in Mark chapter five. It's about demons being driven out of this guy. And this is Jesus. This is just after um, he got off a boat and he, he was on the shore of a, of a lake. And it says here in, in, in um, Matthew, or Mark chapter five, verse two, as soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit, a demon, came out of the tombs to meet him. He lived in the tombs. So when I read this and I see that it says that he came out of tombs to meet him, he lived in the tombs. Tombs twice. Why is tombs mentioned? Well, tombs is, uh, the tombs are, are where people are buried. Jesus walked out of a tomb, right? Three days after he was put to death, well, in this, in this scenario, it's outside of town, it's far away, and here this man is living alone, as we can believe, as far as what it says, but he was living on the outskirts of town in the tombs among dead people, I guess, and he lived there. Well, why is that important? Because of what happens next in this, in this verse. No one was able to restrain him anymore, even with chains, because he often had to be bound with shackles and chains, but he snapped off the chains and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. And always, night and day, he was crying out among the tombs and in the mountains and was cutting himself with stones. This man was crazy. He was demon-possessed and, and he, was, he, was, um, he, he was on the outskirts of town. He was, uh, he was, I can't think of the word right now, but when you are sent out to be away from people, exiled. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and he knelt down before him. Jesus got out of the boat. And here this man comes running from the tombs. And he cried out with a loud voice, what do you have for me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg before God, don't torment me. And he had told them, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? He asked him. My name is Legion because uh, there are many. And he kept begging him not to send him out of the region. And it goes on to say that there's a, the, there's a herd of pigs that are nearby, like 2,000 pigs. And so Jesus transfer, trans, um, uh, sends, I guess, the spirits from this man to these pigs. And the pigs, it's a crazy story. Pigs go running off a cliff and, and they drown in the water. But in, I'm gonna jump down all the way to verse 18. It says that as he, Jesus, is getting into the boat, the man ha, who had been de demon-possessed kept begging him to be with him. He wanted to be with Jesus. He wanted to follow him. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the rich young ruler and how he wanted to be with Jesus. And Jesus said, sell all your possessions and then come follow me. Here's this guy. He says, hey, please let me go with you. Please let me be with you. And Jesus doesn't respond any other way, but he says this. He says, go back home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done and, he will show, and, and how he has shown mercy on you. And so he went and did that. He wanted to be by Jesus. So is Jesus being mean here? Like, no, get away from me. You can just go. You go tell everybody about what happened. No, that's not what's happening here. Here's this man that was out in the tombs. He was by himself. He was segregated. He was exiled to be away from people because he was breaking chains. He couldn't be around people. He was crazy. People didn't wanna be around him. They were hurt by him. He had been probably by himself for a long time. And Jesus transforms his life. He takes the demons out. He sends them away. He's a changed man. There's a transformation that's happening here. And Jesus says, go back. Go back to the city where you came and tell everybody about what had happened here and how I showed mercy on you. 
Now imagine what this would have been like for this guy to get back to the city and be able to tell everybody what had happened. People probably afraid of him at first, like, hey, don't come around me. You're crazy, man. But here he is. He comes up and he shares the story of what had happened. And hey, Jesus transformed my life. The, the, the son of the most high God, I, I saw him. He spent time with me. He took the demons out. The, how you used to know me, that's not how I am anymore. I'm not the same anymore. I'm normal. I'm back. And it says right here in this verse, it says when they did that, he went and shared all this stuff and he shared who he was and proclaimed Christ and how much Jesus had done to him in verse 20, the very end of, very end of verse 20, they were all amazed. They were all amazed. So here's this man, was known as this person, was labeled as this person, had this past, couldn't get away from it on his own, came running up to Jesus and gave himself up to Jesus. Jesus transformed him, changed him, and he went back and shared his story and people got to see what Jesus had done with his life and he found freedom. And the same thing can happen for you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.